Welcome to the Point of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact Podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us, and I just want to welcome especially those folks that have started to listen uh, on the OnePlace app or through OnePlace that has increased our listeners exponentially. It's really exciting to see so many more folks joining us and we're up to almost 20 countries now all over the United States. And so it's great to have everyone joining us, however you might be listening, whether it's on Apple or whether it's Google or iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, TuneIn. I don't want to leave anybody out and certainly one place it's it's fantastic and I'm excited about the response and, and the growth. And I would just encourage you again to just share this podcast with your friends, people that you know that might be uh, interested in some motivation and inspiration. And we're continuing to talk today about stress. Now, we started by talking about the positives of stress. It may have sounded kind of strange to some of you. Hopefully, I convinced you of the value that you can actually find in some positive things that stress brings about. And then Last week, we talked about how do you manage stress? What can you do to manage the stress in your life with some stress-busting strategies that you could use? And now today, this episode is about actually reducing stress. Last week, managing it, but some of you might have thought, hey, what about just reducing stress instead of just managing it? Yeah, okay, that's what this week is about. Redu- reducing stress is certainly just as important as managing it. And it's really a combination of the two, managing and reducing, that overall will help you so much with the stress. Then you throw in the benefit aspect of stress and you can have a whole different kind of experience of dealing with stress. And next week, I've got one more episode for you on stress that I think is really gonna help you as well. We're gonna talk about stress and burnout. But today, it's about reducing stress. And this is the key for this entire episode, understanding how change is causing stress in your life and mine. Change is exponential. It's like a tidal wave that is just sweeping us up in its power and strength unprecedented change in our culture is creating unprecedented stress. You heard the statistics when when we started talking about stress a couple weeks ago, how overwhelmed so many people are with the stress in their lives, how challenging it is for them. And it's no secret. It's no secret. It's happening because of change, unprecedented change in our lives is what is bringing about such an incredible amount of stress. This change creates stress and that taxes our ability to adapt. It's this challenge that we face of adapting to such incredible, incredible change. We live in an ever-changing, ever-shifting continuum of uncertainty about so many things. And this keeps us off balance. And it's this being off balance that is impacting our lives in negative ways because of the stress that we 
are experiencing. I mean, just think about this. People change jobs seven to 10 times in their lifetime. People change residences 12 to 13 times in their lifetimes. And in a five-year period, 40 to 50% of all Americans move. Wow. Wow. Those are some incredible numbers. Those are some daunting, daunting, daunting numbers. And if this is something you've never considered before, the unprecedented nature of stress related to change, that it is change, it is change that is causing so much stress in your life, then this episode is really, really, really going to help you. Because this turbocharged change dynamic is creating a hyper-stress environment. That is just the facts, friends. That is where we're at right now in our culture. That is what is happening. And if you haven't thought about it and you haven't considered it, I really hope you will today. Just examine your own life and just look at the changes. I mean, just ask yourself, have you changed residences? Have you changed uh, even where you live in terms of a different state? Have you changed jobs? What about your status in terms of relationships, changed girlfriend or boyfriend, changed a spouse. What's going on in your life? Just look at it and, and just ask yourself, and what other changes? Not to mention all of the changes that come about that are not necessarily changes that we create or we welcome, but just the ever-changing nature of our culture throws us off course in so many different ways. And I see this just happening more and more. And though I've talked before, maybe not on this podcast because it's fairly new, but certainly in my speaking, about being change-friendly, and you know, we'll, we'll get to that, believe me, because in terms of personal change, it's good to be change-friendly in the positive changes that you can make in your life. But we're not talking about that today as much as just this kind of change that is coming at us. And then, you know, what, what can we do about it? So here's the first thing that, that I want to encourage you to do. Slow your rate of change. Yes, slow your rate of change on purpose. Make decisions to, to stay put and to not move as much and not change as much. I'm not talking about no change. And again, I'm very much in favor of making positive changes in your life, but you just need to ask yourself sometimes if you're changing for the right reasons. Part of what helps me with the stress in my life is that I've lived in the same community for 26 years. I've had the same job for 25 years. I've had the same wife for every, all those years and, and more. You see the kind of consistency pattern. 25 years, same place, same wife. I did move from one part of the community to another about 11 years ago. I can tell you that moving you know, five miles away is not nearly as stressful as moving multiple states away. But I've, I've had a lot of stability in my life. Now, certainly there's a lot of changes just in the last seven or eight years in terms of my uh, career, in terms of writing and speaking and podcasting and all these things 
wow, those have been some significant changes for sure. So I'm not arguing for no change. I'm simply saying maybe slow the rate of change in certain areas in your life where maybe it's not necessary to have as much change. I'd like to introduce a term to you, to you. stability zones. Establish stability zones. In other words, just find some spots that bring consistency in your life and visit them and make them a part of your regular routine. For instance, I'll give you a couple of thoughts. When our kids were growing up, we wanted to introduce them growing up in Virginia, but both my wife and I being native New Englanders, we wanted them to know about their roots, about where their families are from in New England. So what we did is that every year we would take them to visit New England, to go back to see the family, grandparents, uncles, aunts, things like that. And we always went to Cape Cod, which is a quintessential place for New Englanders to go on vacation in the summer. And we did this for probably 10 years. Now, I am a guy who loves to travel. I love to go all over the place. I've been to all 50 states. I've been to 31 countries. So I like to do it. But even though I personally really like those experiences, those experiences to a degree were put on hold while we had this stability zone of making sure that our two sons understood where their parents came from, who their family members were, got to interact with them, had a taste of uh, Cape Cod and, and that sort of experience uh, for them. Got to go to Fenway Park and go to see the Red Sox play. Got to go see the Patriots in camp, getting ready for a new season. All those sorts of things. We wanted them to have that. So we established that stability zone. I got to tell you what, I knew what I was doing when I did, did that. I didn't necessarily have the term stability zone in mind, but that's what it was. Here's another stability zone in fact, it's funny because I'll be visiting there today. And that is that every week I go to this same restaurant for lunch. Virtually every single week, if I'm not traveling or out of town, I'll go there. So I know everyone in that restaurant and all those folks well. I can go in there. I can bring some study materials with me and be working on various things, whether it's this podcast or a message that I'll be speaking at my church or an article that I'm working on, whatever it might be, bring my study stuff and sort of spread it out on the table. They know exactly what I am going to drink that day. And there are probably three or four things that I'll rate, rotate through that I want to eat. I love the food there. It's just a great stability zone. You know, it's sort of like the old show uh, Cheers, you know, where everybody knows your name, you know, just going to the to the regular hangout, the regular spot, it, it's just a way of establishing stability in your life in an ever-changing world. You have these zones of stability. And I would just add a church is another one. It's, it's really 
shocking for me as a pastor to watch people just move in and out of church in the way that they do, very different than, than the way it may have been in, in the past where someone would just stick with their local church and, and, and whether the pastor changed or not, whether other things changed, that was their church and they stuck with it. And there's just great, great stability in that. And there are people that are longtime RCCers, as we call them, and they've been not only in the church, but serving in various ministries through the years. And it brings great stability to our church, but also to their lives to, to have these sorts of experiences time and time and time again. And I would just encourage you to seek out these areas and places where you can have a stability zone. And I think you will discover that in this world that's uh, in the, the hyper turbocharged change dynamic, that this will bring calmness and peacefulness and stability into your life and reduce your stress. Here's another way to reduce stress. Keep from overvaluing newness. New doesn't always mean better. Now, marketing has, you know, made the new and improved line something that gets used over and over and over again. And obviously, they would do it if they haven't proved it to be effective for them. But I would just caution you to consider that change may be an improvement, but it may just be novelty. And so before you just always think new is better, ask yourself, is this really necessary? And am I just buying into this change, hyper change culture, which is increasing stress in my life? And I could actually reduce stress if I wasn't constantly looking for the new, the new, the new this new product and this new, now you got to learn this new product and you got it. And then you, and you know, get stressed out because you don't know what the features are and you can't figure it out. And it's going to take time to do it. And maybe it's unnecessary. Now, again, I'm, you know, I'm the guy who started a whole innovative movement 25 plus years ago, almost 26 years ago for contemporary church away from traditional church. So I am, not a guy who is here to say, you know, let's keep everything the same. I've been about innovation for years and years and years. It's not about not being innovative. It's about whether or not it really is a real, substantial, tangible, necessary innovation or whether we're just changing for change sake. And when we change just for change sake, that's when we buy into this change culture, the turbo change culture, and what we end up with is more stress. Think about the like the 24-hour news cycle. It's just incredible. And of course, social media and how news is consumed. And so we're just bombarded by information that in times past would have come to us, but would have come to us at a slower rate. At a, at a more measured rate. The internet is something that you just positively have to manage in your life. Otherwise, it will overwhelm you. And that overwhelmed feeling is the stress. Just It's just too much. 
too much. It, it may be time to take a break from social media or certain parts of social media or take a break from the 24-hour news cycle and watching CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or, or whatever it is, Blaze TV, Vice, I don't know, whatever you're into. Just, just taking a break from that and not allowing that to be so excessive and certainly potentially overwhelming. You know, maybe another thing would just be like, how about no more mobile alerts going off? You know, like just stop those notifications and just say, no, I, I just don't have any of those on my phone. I just stop all of them. I mean, because then your phone's just banging, banging, banging all the time and there's just no peace and there's no calm because it's just a constant noise controlling what you can control and, and realizing that, you know, this idea that everything new is and everything has an urgency to it and it's better and all this is, is, is just not necessarily the case. And you don't want to buy into that. Because buying into that really is just increasing your stress. You can control. You can control your stress. And by controlling your stress, you're going to reduce it. And you're controlling, really what you're controlling is the change. Your introduction to so many things. And that is what is going to reduce the stress in your life. All right, here's another one. We're going to pivot here a little. Limit exposure to negative people. I mean, it's, you know, it's got to be said. Somebody's got to say it. So I'm, I'm the guy that's going to do that. There are people who are negative. And what they do is they increase your stress. And you've got to be able to, to, to do something about those people in your life. Those people are people that you need to limit your exposure to them. Now, I'm in the change business. I'm, I'm all about helping people to make their lives better. I'm all about motivating, inspiring, encouraging people. So believe me, I see great, great value in that. But having worked with and led thousands of people, here's what I can tell you. If you come across a negative one, they usually will not change and rarely will they improve. There's all kinds of people that can make positive change in their lives. There's all kinds of people who can improve. But when you get to these people that are just negative they are just steeped in negativity. They're always going to see things in a critical way, in a negative way. They're always going to be filled with complaints. Those kind of folks, and they tend, for whatever reason, to talk a lot. Those people are going to increase your stress level. There's just no, there's just no, no way around it. And I just have to give you another piece of just hard reality here. And that is rescuing them. Just, uh, it, it doesn't work. Again, take it from a guy, you know, who has tried. Take it from a guy who's spent his career 
helping people, trying to help people, working with all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds, ethnicity, races, age, gender, all of it. And when you try to rescue people that don't want to be rescued and don't want to be helped, it doesn't work. And it creates a lot of unnecessary stress in your life. Getting rid of toxic people or limiting, significantly limiting your exposure to them will remarkably reduce your stress. And if you question that or doubt that, just put it to the test. Just put it to the test. Try, try my way, you know, my suggestion and see where it gets you. I think you'll be amazed. I think you'll be amazed at what happens. Now, here's another part of this. It's uh, something that is uh, somewhat sensitive to, you know, in the, under the heading of difficult people, but and I don't mean to say that all of our aging parents are difficult, but 20 million Americans are caring for their aging parents. And 80% of that care is being provided for free. And this is, is a challenge. Now, I have an aging uh, parent, so I'm aware of all that that involves. I understand that. And I am not saying that you just kick your parents to the curb or put them in the nursing home because they're... Uh, you know, challenging or difficult. What I am saying is that decisions about care uh, need to be discussed with other siblings and, need, and, and they need to be considered and all aspects and all options need, need to be considered because some folks are just getting completely overwhelmed by the dynamics. I just was reading an article about this uh, about the state of Maine and what's happening in Maine because there's such a, a lack of caregivers and this one uh, woman who's having to drive an hour each way to care for her aging dad and this has caused her to just pretty much give up on any of her um, recreational pursuits and the sorts of things that would de-stress her. So even if it's not that the caring is stressful, it's just that the time it takes impacts the de-stress. So again, I am not a proponent and I mean, we need to care for the, the elderly and the aging. It's a, a mark of, of a, a quality culture and society. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I am simply saying no, these things need to be looked at in terms of what can you do instead of just saying, oh, this is the way it is. You know, just really looking at all the options that you have and discussing it, considering it, exploring so that you can help yourself to to not be overwhelmed by this kind of stress and again that's just a small piece that that doesn't apply to many of you listening like that's not my situation that's fine but for those of you that it is I, I want to throw it out there I think it's important all right here's another one in terms of reducing stress have an organized life Yes, organization is key to handling stress and change. When you're not organized, it just makes all of this stuff worse. It just multiplies it. It compounds it. Planning out your day, planning out your week. You say, well, I'm just not a planner, Rick. Well, you know, just got to ask yourself, who, where do you get that from? Like you just made this 
decision one day, you know, I'm not just like people say, I'm not a morning person, but have you ever tried, you know, have you ever tried to get up earlier in the morning and, and, and attempted to do it, put a plan in motion, like maybe going to sleep earlier, right? I can't get up. Well, well, you can't get up if you go to bed at midnight. It's hard to get up at five if you go to bed at midnight, but if you went to bed at 10, that, that could change things significantly. So before we just sort of say, I'm not that kind of person, you know, we need to ask ourselves, what can I do to organize my life better? How can I bring a greater degree of planning into my life? Because if you can bring a greater degree of planning into your life, there's going to be less chaos. In other words, the outward factors of change already exist. You don't need to encourage it and help it. You need to try to discourage it. And so there will be things that happen that mess up your plan. Yes, believe me, I know that I'm a planning guy and I understand that. But if you plan, you have a better chance at reducing stress in your life. You just do. And part of this organization thing is the, is the concept of clutter, too. Just getting rid of the clutter that is in your life. It's stressful to keep looking at, at all this stuff that needs to be taken care of. Take care of it. Get rid of it. Give it away. Or create a filing system and store all this stuff. Or... Put it somewhere where it can be displayed or throw it away. But find a way to deal with the clutter in your life because it's stressing you out. You probably don't even realize how much stress it is creating in your life. Less rushing, more planning. Or better put, more planning, less rushing. This sort of rushed, chaotic way of living is stressful. Well, I'm busy. Yeah, I know you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. But again, how you go about planning helps you to have greater direction. It's a more proactive instead of reactive way of living your life. It's just really, really important to plan. And I mean, you know, all even romance, you know, and that may sound super unromantic, but you just have to plan these things. If you don't plan them, I'm not a planner. Yeah, well, maybe you need to start trying to, to become one. Planning vacations. Oh, I'm so tired. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working right now on a plan for vacation for next year. And you may think, man, that's a long ways away, Rick. Yeah, well, not really. You'd be surprised. By the way, the longer you plan, you know, the better prices you get, the better deals that you get. Then you can look forward to it, as I talked about in, in the previous podcast episode about the benefits of taking a vacation. Planning things out. I was just on the phone with someone just uh, earlier this week, uh, planning a speaking engagement. It's several months away. But, you know, it's got to get on the calendar because other things fill up. When my new book comes out, there's a lot of extra interest and responsibilities. And, you know, if you want me to speak at this banquet, I'm happy to do it. But, hey, we got to get it on, got to get on the calendar, got to get it planned. So planning is crucial. It's vital. And maybe you just have thought that it's impossible to reduce the stress in your life. You 
you know, you listen to these other episodes and you're like, well, you helped me to see there's some positives in it and you've helped me to see how I could manage it. But I don't think I can reduce the stress. You can reduce the stress in your life. You can. And I've just given you four different ways that you can go about doing that. And I hope that you will put them into practice in your life and, and make your life less stressed. I hope you won't be a part of this group, ever growing group of Americans that feel so stressed out. And for those of you that are listening internationally, you know, your context may be different or it may not. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to contextualize it for sure. But for those of you that just really feel highly stressed and you would do anything to reduce your stress, here's some significant and specific ways that you can do it. And I really, really hope that you will. And uh, I'd love to hear from you, by the way, rickmcdaniel.com and just click the contact uh, at the top and, and then I'll give you a chance to send an email. And by the way, while, while we're talking about that, let me just say we're still, we're getting close to closing it out, but we're still keeping open the, the launch team, being a part of the launch team of my new book, You Got Style. How discovering your personal style impacts your faith, family, finances, and much more. This is an incredible book to help you to understand your learning style, your leadership style, your financial style, your thinking style, your spiritual style, your work style. It is going to be a really, really helpful book for so many people. And I think and hope a big hit and a big best-selling book. And you can literally be one of the first 100 people to read it before it ever is released publicly in October. And if you'd like to be a part of the launch team, just again, rickmateo.com, click the contact and uh, just send us a message. Say, I want to be on the You Got Style launch team and uh, we'll see that you can be a part of it. And we'll, you'll get an advanced copy to read of the book and we ask you to write a review and post on social media. And in return, we're going to have a special uh, private Facebook group that you can interact with me on. And you will receive the online course Fearless, which has six sessions with less fear of the future, less financial fears, less fear of pain, less fear of rejection. Some great topics also has a workbook as well. It's a $99 product value, but it will be free to those of you that are a part of the You Got Style launch team. So I hope that you will be a part of it. And I look forward to you joining us next week when we're going to talk about stress and burnout. Talk to you then. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.